Hi, this is Nishant Malhotra, sole founder of the Middle Road platform. Welcome to another scintillating podcast with the Middle Road, our global social impact platform. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking with Simran Preet Singh Obroy, co-founder of an equitable educational driven non-profit enabling social change and impact at grassroots level within the Indian ecosystem. The Middle Road is a thought leader platform that fuses media and edtech for a measurable impact. The venture features research-driven publications and articles, online courses, videos, and podcasts in a community-led model across diverse themes and topics. A big hello. Welcome to the platform. Yes, thank you so much, Nishant. Uh, thank you for the opportunity and very grateful for this. And what you are doing, I think, is very much needed. So thanks again. Yeah, my pleasure. Just a quick introduction. Simran Preet Singh. So Simran, how do I, I pronounce, I address you as Simran or do you want me to address you in a particular way? Simran Preet is fine, yeah. Simran Preet, great to finally have you for our video podcast. And you know, today's discussion will be more about your work and career transition within the development sector. Today's discussion prime focus is to share with the audience your story, link social change and impact within the primary public education system in Punjab region in India through Sanji Sikhya Foundation. Sanji right. Sikhya, right? Have I, I got the pronunciation right, right? Yes, Sanji Sikhya, yes. Sanji Sikhya Foundation is a platform that supports diverse development initiatives across Punjab. Sanji Sikhya's flagship initiative is Punjab Youth Leaders Program, a two-year leadership program that aims to develop a cadre of young leaders across Punjab to innovate and create systemic and sustainable solutions to address the pressing issues of Punjab region in India. Imran Preet, basically, you know, following a collective, it's a collective effort to transform Punjab into a land of hope, courage and possibilities. He's worn many hats, has worked at multiple organizations within the development sector in India. He has led key strategic initiatives as a part of GenPact's CSR efforts. Example, GenPact Social Impact Fellowship, GenPact Center for Process Transformation, and School-Centered Community Development. He's playing a transformative role, I would say, within the education sector in Punjab. His present venture is backed by leading philanthropists like Amit Chandra, Deep Kalra, B.K. Kalra, and Suman Munjan. So hello, Simran. Now, finally, great to have you here. Thank you. Thanks again, Nishant, for the generous introduction. <laughs> yeah. But I think before I start with all the questions, I just need to give a brief about Punjab. Okay. It's just a small invigorating snapshot of Punjab state. Punjab is a very popular, multicultural, and dimensional state in India, known for world-class artistic urban locations, green agriculture belt, amicable and diverse culture that defines the fabric of Indian diaspora. It's capital Chandigarh. It's a fabulous place. If, if you are coming to India, you must go to Chandigarh. Also the joint capital of Haryana, a state in India and a union territory. And it's one of the most elegant and urban cities in, in the world, I would say. It's known for its architectural and visual splendor. Uh, Chandigarh's master plan was designed by world-famous architect Lou Corbosio. The city is home to the iconic rock garden and Capital complex. Now, other famous architects like Albert Mayer, Pierre Genhai, Jane Drew, and Maxwell Fry have designed the city's housing, 
and buildings based on the information shared by WHC UNESCO. Very important here is that Chandigarh's capital complex is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Now that's big. That's really big. And the city has was the first planned city post-Indian independence. Chandigarh leads in human development index in India. I mean, this also the highest capital per person in the country. Now, I, I don't know exactly how updated this figure is. Ritzer, a spiritual city for medics, including many people. The major city in Punjab and houses the famous Golden Temple, also known as Har Mender Sahib. Ludhiana is the most populous and the commercial capital of the state of Punjab. World Bank rated Ludhiana with the best business environment in 2009 and 2013. 13. The city is a still powerhouse and produces more than 50% of Indian bicycles. So in India, if you are actually on a bicycle, more likely it was produced, it was made in Ludhiana. Just to give you a brief, you know, snapshot of the Punjab region. You're doing a lot of fantastic work. I mean, I love what you're doing. You have your experience at various places. You know, you, you had your education at Ashoka University. I also interviewed Anu Prasad, who played a fundamental role in setting up Ashoka University. Start with and I'll come to your work experiences also. Let's start with how did Ashoka University prepare for your work at presently what you're doing at the Sikhya Foundation? So, uh, so Nishan, maybe, uh, you know, like journey to Ashoka to set some context. Like basically, what led me to Ashoka in the first place? I think that might be useful as well. So, uh, you know, so if I like go back to 2006, right, the, the time when I was in 11th standard and and my my dream that time was I want to be like an Air Force pilot, right? And I want to go to the NDA and, and prepare for that. So what happened was I cleared the written and went to the went to the SSB, the Service Selection Board, and and got rejected. Uh, you know, and basically I was told that I'm I'm not fit enough to be a pilot. Uh, so that was like you know very earth shattering at that point of time. That you know what just happened. This is what I really wanted to do. Uh, everyone around me told me, it's okay. Why don't you do engineering? And then after that, again, I ended up in a, in a college where I was pursuing mechanical engineering. And then one thing which I feel I, I did a lot and I, during my college days, and I'm sort of, you know, very thankful to that time period because of that, like just a lot of exploration. And that was primarily, I knew this is not what I'm interested in. So I better figure out what am I what am I interested in, right? So I at that time I I thought the sort of the best way for me to figure that out is just to do a lot of things. Comes just to way. interrupt you here, now I'm very curious because you talked about I, I, my father was in defense, a lot of my you know grandfather. Then you yeah. heard that you're not been selected. Did you yeah. really feel bad? Was it like an uh, innate thing which has been there for a long period of time that I wanted to go to defense services? Because a lot of Punjabis, a lot of people from Punjab, you know, are dominate mm -hmm. in many industries, and one of them, of course, is one of the careers is in armed forces. I would say more than like defense services. I, you know, driven by was the idea of flying. Uh, like, get me into the skies, right? So I think that is what was I was driving at that, at that school days. So yeah, and, and when and when I heard that, oh, I'm not fit enough and, and, and I'm not yet there. And I remember this, this was in Banaras, right? Varanasi, where this SSB was happening. Uh, so I wrote, I wrote in like, uh, when I was in the train on my way back to, to Agra, which is my hometown and where my parents live. So I, I wrote something and I remember the title of that still, right? It, it said the dejected exit. Yes, I was very 
you know dejected at that point uh, that this is what i was pursuing and all of that but yeah uh, so that's how it was at that the, that was the feeling at that point maybe you remember, you would remember this nishan so like back in 2008 uh, that was the time when the first jagriti yatra was being planned uh, right and i when i got to know about it oh that there are these you know it's a train journey where 300 people from all over the country and the world are going to be traveling across uh, you know the periphery of of india and visiting different organizations and and learning about what they do uh, uh, so so i went for that and and i feel uh, that was a big turning point in in my life right uh, primarily because here i was surrounded by a group of people who were so driven like who wanted to you know make a difference and they were coming from all like all kind of background uh and uh, and even when we visited these organizations these these mission uh, you know driven organizations i was like uh, blown away because till that time this word didn't, didn't exist for me like i i was not aware that you know people can uh be so driven about making the world a better place and this is what uh you know so many of people are are doing this so i think uh, uh by being in that company like you know uh, getting to know about that tribe of people was very was very inspiring uh for me right uh that these people are living such meaningful lives and i better you know figure out what my purpose is as well so i also want to live a purposeful life and uh you know all of that so i think that journey in 2008 nishant when i was in second year of college i think it one it gave me some clarity okay i this is something i may want to do right and also because many people who were doing that uh, i i felt bit confident as well you know so, so many people can do it i i probably can do it as well so anyway so i think uh, there was this shift i really wanted to share this you know grateful to the the jagriti yatra uh, movement you know which continues to like run to to date uh, so moving on actually after that uh, you know college finished in 2011 and uh, so post college as well uh, i think this it was probably the you know this community itself which gave me this courage you know to to take up a path which was not so usual so you know i sort of didn't go for the for the uh, you know job that i got in bangalore and instead i thought okay let me pursue this question which which has been on my mind that how are how are people like me in this country deciding what to do with their lives uh, you know are they are they uh, well informed are they making this crucial decision right which probably they impacts the rest of their life so i was very fascinated by this this question because of my own journey that how you sense a purpose right like sort of a purpose or a direction in life and you found it early as a matter of fact i would say yeah i would say i was like started start discovering like you know started on on, on discovery that path yeah so from pune uh, i moved to bombay that time and i started this thing called sky ke par again you see the you know connect with the flight so i was still obsessed with <laughs> the right. idea of of flight so i was like okay what do i do so that children in our country you know they fly uh, they realize their full potential they discover what they are really uh, interested in so i i started uh, 
uh, you know the thing with this idea with this problem in mind that because many people many children many parents as i was speaking to them understanding uh, I, i sort of realized there is this uh, you know lack of exposure which is there and and if i am able to get this exposure at the school level maybe children would would have like it will widen their horizons oh this option also exists that is also there right so uh, so some sort of like how do we get young people test drive you know different career options before they decide on to on to one and uh, uh, and yeah and I, and i think at, at the core of, core of it there was this belief uh, that i you know that every child can fly and every because i was still in that zone okay i though i got rejected but i think i i still believed in myself i still thought i can you know make a difference and lead a meaningful life so uh, so that's what you know i i did in bombay for a year with almost i would say 100 odd schools all kinds of schools actually uh, you know high income schools government schools affordable private schools so if nothing it 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 made me aware about the systemic issues which you know we see in the education system which sort of later on you know became uh, like further started focusing on it so so this was the point you know uh, after spending a year in bombay nishant i got to know about uh, uh, ashoka university right and i got to know about this the the second cohort of the uh, young india fellowship program which was being launched uh, that time so uh, yeah so that's when i like with this context i entered this ashoka and uh, uh, to your question how it sort of helped me i think uh, i think at at ashoka i fell in love with learning right okay. uh, and i think that was mainly because of the exceptional faculty and uh, so like for example and this was an image i had of myself right i never thought i would enjoy a subject like sociology of environment right like no connect like was not really into like you know the environmental issues or even i think didn't have that sort of training in sociology but when someone like an amita baviskar you know who teaches this course at at yf when someone like her was teaching it was so inspiring right uh, because of her own lived experiences uh, you know at uh, with at different places so it was coming from like she was also so passionate about that that subject that topic uh, that was very uh, sort of this love for learning was very sort of reignited so to say i think at at yf and on top of it of course you you had such brilliant minds as your as your batchmates you know who keep uh, pushing your thinking um, all the time and they were also because coming from such different backgrounds so thought very differently analyzed things very differently so i think it was uh, like intellectually i think it it was a you know great great place to be uh, how it is it gave you a lot of confidence it gave you a lot of knowledge i understand you made a lot of peer connections do you think uh, yeah it build a, a strong foundation of okay uh, this is what i really want to do now I have a academic degree which is going to take me on that particular side and sort of that propel you into things which you would do ahead you yeah direction right i think see at 
at that point of time i had somewhat clarity okay whatever i do uh, after this has to be in education there was this i think sort of focus domain focus you know was was there at that point of time but also did sort of fear of pursuing a subject i didn't know much about like subsided right and it gave this confidence that i'll be able to figure it out like i i may not know it right now but if i apply my mind to it and if i spend time on it i sort of got this confidence that i will be able to figure it out being able to listen to thoughts and ideas which are very different to yours you know belief systems which are very different to yours appreciating being able to appreciate that and and learn more like you know why like what makes somebody think about a certain thing in a certain way uh, you know because everyone uh, grew up in a different family setting and with different world i think that was like in abundance multiple views yes. and multiple perspectives were in abundance over there so i got and you know i want to just build on there a couple of questions that come to my mind but before that we talked about education now you have a very diverse experience you also worked in mm-hmm. apart from genpack you worked as a chief project officer at uh, shoshit samadhan kendra now that's where you actually got a lot of learnings in schooling for children in the uh, musahar community now that's a very underserved community a very, very less privileged people how much did that have an influence on you i mean i, I do understand and we'll come to you know you said it changed your paradigm you had different views you had a different structure and it, your education at ashoka university helped you come out mm-hmm. of some of the mindsets and that maybe led you to your career in education now very special particular experience and you can also build on your work at jimpact which is like famous company an mnc how much did it lead you to this point so uh, there's some context on on this right so sahar smooth means rat and ahar means food right so traditionally they've been referred to as the musahar community right uh, and they are almost like 4 5 million in number across bihar and some parts of as well so and the conditions that they even like even today that they live in are like very extreme like extreme poverty and i have like you know traveled across bihar visiting different sort of musahar hamlets where where they where they live and it's usually at the outskirts of uh, of the village things uh, are very marginalized and look at the the literacy percentage of this community that is also just like percent right uh, so so very you know difficult conditions there was this person uh, shri jekesena who was like retired ips officer from from bihar card he was the one who started a school for children from this community whose name was shoshit samadhan kendra as you just mentioned so Uh, so his idea was uh, let me have a residential school for children from this community uh, and these children would come from all like all the districts of bihar and uh, i would give them like high quality education and uh, and then they would you know go on to do great things for themselves and also uh, for their community right so that was like the division over there. i visited uh, that school and uh, i think i was still at in yf actually i was amazed because of multiple things right and uh, uh, because it was so challenging to be there 
right i was like amazed how the people who are working in that school at at that time it was still like a you know community center converted into a makeshift school so, like imagine like a three story building which had like you know 350 boys living and living 24/7 and also studying over there very think challenging conditions um were there and at the i can feel how poignant it was because i can see that emotions now i do understand i i mean i might not be able to connect but i yeah. do understand from where you are coming i do go on I'm, i mean i had this experience when i was in cut up and i appreciate you know you take up this particular or you know you took up the job and you know for such a community you would have seen so many learnings and how much we can improve in that country and and there's a very interesting story nishant of of that as well you know so uh, so when i visited and I, as i was after that two day sort of trip i was coming back and you know just generally i i told those kids uh, i'll see you soon and i'll be back and there's this kid who tells me uh, sir it's okay if you don't come back uh, right and and that statement was actually very hard hitting uh, for me because what it also told me was here's this kid in fourth standard who probably has been promised multiple times by many people that we will be back we will be back uh, but maybe you know they didn't and he doesn't want to give himself like a uh, you know fake sense of hope that uh, you know this person will come back as well so you might as well don't promise promise us and you know and i think uh, those two days became two years uh, probably much of it was because of what that kid told me because i was at that time i was like you know in intense discussions with my with my parents as well no way you can't go to bihar and you know why, why would you do that and and but trust me i feel now nishan that was probably the best thing i did uh, at that point uh, what seemed experience you'd say change your Sorry. whole uh, game changing experience experience which change your life totally extremely and of course uh, because of the nature of the work itself and it was like very all consuming right so that that required me to stay in the school itself right so and uh, you know like i was surrounded by during the time like you know morning when the morning assembly happens 7 am to when they when they sleep around around 10 so i was you know with them all the time and uh, and going back to my you know initial sort of interest that how do i give exposure to you know school children and i was at that time i was like an outsider visiting schools and and telling them to do something uh, but here like i had so much time with, with children that could do so much so so i think from a from my own uh desire to do a lot for for children at school level uh, you know I, that i could do a lot for them i could i could uh, create venues and opportunities uh, but at the same time i think i learned so much not just about education per se because it was like a school and i had to be a lot of things in that school and and i learned how hard it is like because i also used to teach for a teacher to make the uh, the subject the lessons that we are teaching interesting every day i i was able to appreciate the work that teachers do a lot more actually you know after uh, the the back end that goes in behind that 40 minute 50 minute uh, 
minute class and uh, and i think from from these kids uh itself i learned many life lessons i would i would say because they were so resourceful as in because they from the and like what they were in, in that setting i i didn't see any any paper being wasted okay like that way so extremely resourcefulness these kids were uh, you know did it uh, make you stronger did it make you more focused and committed in what you were doing because that experience itself was so intense so and you became more compassionate i think so i think in in 2 years i feel i grew by 10 years actually uh, and i and one because like i was put in situations i had no idea like what like what to do for like for instance uh, one fine day once on sunday a kid jumped from the second floor of the school because he wanted to run away to his village uh, and then you know have to deal with like okay what just happened and how did it happen and what do we do and uh, uh, or in the middle of the night you would have instances uh, like a like a kid fell from his three three tire bed and then like hurt himself and so all of this was going on and and at the same time like i was all of like i think 24 um, 25 and like the the staff the school staff right i had people who were like in 40s and 50s and like i still don't know what made synergy like trust me okay you can you know lead the school and you can decide so so that way i think it was i would say uh, like a lot of lessons in leadership a lot of lessons in in crisis like crisis management how do you uh, handle and of course uh, seeing what these children were able to make of that opportunity i think this whole thing of equal opportunities and you know like that's what that's all that it takes uh, and uh, i'm very proud actually nishant uh, uh, that there are there are children from like who who i had taught while i was there who are now studying at ashok on a full scholarship uh, so that's great that's a fantastic achievement you change the life yeah. of people right and, and going to ashoka is a it's not that easy for somebody to be in especially in, uh, for career in social impact yeah i think so so that's what i think this uh, uh, commitment and and this ability to to thrive uh, right and because they were thriving back home as well right not that there was any it was sad or anything right it's they had they had learned to to live their life right no matter what so i think that that resilience i really like learned from from these children uh, how do you thrive when like in any circumstance yeah that's how it was ramishan okay um you know you you were very uh, poignant of you know and when you were explaining the experience and i do understand how much it would have mattered to you now i do understand now from there of course the roots came in invigorating and you know educating the youth in rural region of punjab which is where predominantly now a lot of your work is going in just to share some of the statistics is good do you you know you discussed about the systemic problem just to give a brief statistics india spent about 3.8% of its gdp on education 2009 19 paid to a global average of 4.8% according to UNDP human development report 2019 now the figure for nepal was actually 5.1% uh, the us of advanced countries like us 
Finland was 7.1% uh, for 2019. Just to give, you know, US has got a fantastic education, but Finland has been a world leader in inventiveness when it comes to K-12. Whenever I'm talking about K-12, it's kindergarten 12 standard. Looking at the prevailing systemic problem within the education sector, you do talk about your flagship program, which is the two-year Punjab Youth Leaders Program. In terms of impact, you have I think you've done a tremendous job. You've got a fantastic impact. Do speak for yourself. You know, what sort of impact, what sort of KPIs, performance indicators you're looking at, the resistance you had, and what sort of opportunities? How did you balance it on? How did you take in opportunities in your side? Uh, I think maybe like, I can start from uh, this thing about like why Punjab? In the first, when we started, uh, um, like uh, started on this journey, Nishan, then, and, they, and I was also asking this question myself, okay, what is where would I want to like serve for long term, right? What is it that he although never lived in Punjab till, till recently, uh, there was this deep desire to uh, go there and do something. And, and mostly uh, the image of Punjab, right? Especially people who are outside uh, Punjab have this image, which is very rosy and larger than life, prosperous. But as I sort of, you know, dig deeper and, and learned more, uh, you know, what is really going on. I think what really became clear was that this image, which is there, is two decades, three decades old. Yes, Punjab was rank one, rank two when it came to per capita income, but that was in the 80s, 90s, right? Right now, like if I talk of just say last year, in 2021, the per capita income in Punjab had fallen to just like a lakh, okay, which is even lesser than the national average, okay. So there's been a consistent decline in economically. And of course, uh, I think what has been enough spoken about is the the unemployment, uh, the youth unemployment over, which is also standing at 30%, which is also more than, by the way, national average. And if you look at India's average, Punjab is, so that was that, you know, this sort of, this is what we want to focus on. This is the region we want to say transform, you know, in the next couple of years, uh, decade. And when we started on this journey, Nishan, so want to share why I get into PYLP, like, you know, why PYLP is structured the way it is structured, right? Uh, after having this, like, experience, you know, of working in education, also in a corporate, right? So I had, had seen different models, had seen what seems to be working, and, and we also spoke to several of our mentors who have been working in education, working towards systems since for decades, right? People like Srija from the India Education Collective and, and, and people at Ashoka and, and Kavali Education Foundation, like Teach for India, all these organizations who have been there. A few principles we put in place for ourselves, okay, that whatever we do has to be guided like from here. One was like sustainability is extremely important, that the efforts that we take have to ensure a sustainable change and, and not uh, create dependency, uh, you know, on ourselves or, or, or not create anything in, in parallel, right? So we need to focus on improving what is there, the system which is already there. And the other thing was, uh, instead of going with some sort of ideas or some, uh, some solutions or some products, okay, you, you know, you take this capsule and you're, education system will be transformed. I think the approach uh, we wanted to take was how do we create an environment uh, so that people can solve their own problems, 
this also came from this strong belief that see the teacher who's been teaching in that end in 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 rural punjab knows what needs to be done okay like it has 20 years of experience has you know a lot of insights uh, she probably may not be able to perform to her best for some systemic issues and that's why like systemic issues will need some systemic solutions only you can't tell her that some quick fix to be given to her and and she um, you know changes it so so just keeping these principles in mind that we you know do what now coming to like the role of youth here because while the currently we are focusing on on the public education system of punjab and that to say also at at primary level but the larger vision right the larger vision is for punjab how do we like you said in how do we transfer punjab into a land of courage and possibility and for that vision to happen the youth has to play a very significant role uh, right and hence whatever we do with the with the government schools uh, with the government schooling ecosystem has to be done through through young people. so then so that was the question for us that uh, what kind of platform so that young people from all over punjab and even rest of the country and even globally can come and give two years of their life uh, to make sure that the government primary schools in rural areas improve and this is what gave birth to the punjab youth leaders program right so this this is the platform that got formed and uh, and what we said during these two years while you make the schools better right which is the immediate focus and that's where all our our efforts are towards as well you are also preparing yourself for a journey beyond two years you are enabling others you are enabling leadership of others enabling leadership of teachers enabling leadership of the panchayat of the school management committee while you enable leadership in others you are of course building your own you know, leadership capabilities and and that is what sort of is preparing you for your long term journey of of a purposeful life for punjab's transformation right so so this is uh, sort of what you know like the way pylp is designed and now is the third year right is the third year which you are running yes, right yes we just like completed three years so far we we are working in uh, uh, three districts of punjab okay uh, fatehgarh sahib patiala and ropad and uh, at the same time we also have a team at the state level right so because again the whole idea is how do we work closely with the system and for that to happen we need to be working at like across levels right so there are these district teams uh, where the young leaders that we have of pylp who are working deeply in a in a few set of schools and clusters and block and making change happen there and there's a team at the state level which is uh, ensuring that the learnings that are there uh, from from the district level are are taken in the form of case studies in the form of like evidence uh and then we do advocacy at the state level so that ultimate vision of that like the 12000 government primary schools that are there how do we reach there and that happens through uh, through the state so uh and the way in terms of impact right so the way we look at Sumit, but just interrupt you. I know you you, yeah. you shared a very on the ground uh, scenario. Now this is something very interesting here in Punjab. Mm-hmm. You have Ludhiana, which is one of the most prosperous regions. I think they have 
more number of BMWs than anybody. And I see Punjab has got a lot of SMEs. They've not been. And then other side, which you're true and which you're, you know, pointing out is another, the sad state. So the inequalities have sort of really gone up over the last two, three decades. One, which is what I do understand from your chat. Second is maybe Punjab has not been able to build a lot of universities, you know, the sort of even higher education and only more in SMEs. I mean, they could be sort of in auto, which is one of the major garment industry is one of the major industries. So you think this has a lot of impact on on the ground with the area of being where you whatever you have observed all these years you think that this inequality is growing that a lot of people are getting much richer and people have just been left out yeah totally uh, nishan so if i again if i look at it from an education context right uh, almost 50 percent of children in punjab okay go to private schools and the rest, of course, go to government schools, right? So it's almost a 50-50 split. And uh, not that all private schools are great and not that all private schools, because private schools also come in their own categories. Uh, but the question is, who is going to the government school, right? And usually uh, parents, if they are not able to send their kid to the private school, that is when they send their kid to the government school. Right? So it's it's not a uh, it's not something they're doing like by choice, right? Mm -hmm. And that is and that is exactly what we want to change, right? How do we make government school as the as the top priority, as the as the first preference of uh, of every parent, right? In Punjab, that like that's that's the goal. Uh, so yeah, so that that difference is very stark, and and it also is on the uh, how how they are perceived, right? Ke, uh, you know, ke, like no, our, our our kids don't go there, right? Our kids. So yeah, it's it's very uh, real. Real. Yeah. I think yeah. So one, the government schools, I think, is something which is very common all over India. But I yeah, great. I do share your insights. I'm very interested. I think this this is going to be very important for everyone. Yes. So. Uh, so if we look at uh, again that what is what is it that we are really doing right i think uh, at a very fundamental level if i share uh, the work is of uh, bringing people together okay uh, because we we say the system is say broken or system is not not delivering it's probably because uh, there are you know different silos being created everybody you know, is doing their own thing, and hence the you know children are children are suffering. So, if we like look at it from the perspective of if everybody who's part of the system first knows what their role is, right? Secondly, they have the required skills, required capabilities to be able to play that role, right? So there's a big chunk of work that we do in capacity building part of the system so that everybody can play the role that they have to play. And, and, and then the way different actors in the system are interacting with each other. How is a teacher interacting with the parent? How is a teacher interacting with other teachers? How is a teacher interacting with the school leader? How is a teacher interacting with cluster head teacher, right? Who's like an administrative authority. How our district education officer is interacting with teachers. So basically, the point I'm trying to make is uh, because otherwise, 
this idea of systems change can become very like abstract right so i'm saying if we just ensure that everybody is aware of their roles is is has the required skills to play their role and the way they are interacting with each other among themselves is improved is is transformed that there is increased collaboration so that they work together for a common purpose which is the learning of the child right uh, mostly what happens nishant and and this is not just punjab actually this is you know uh, at other places also uh, there is a lot of blame game okay mm-hmm. whenever you speak to a teacher a teacher would say uh, i like i do the best i do but you know parents don't prioritize parents like, they are busy they don't do what they have to do uh, and all of that and if you speak to a parent then what would they say is uh, we our role is to send the kid to the school on time every day and we do that but the teacher only doesn't teach right so basically everyone is there is this uh, blame game right so i think the role that we see ourselves playing is how do we uh, like teacher and parent was one example but this is evident across uh, you know different actors as well can we create a forum at a school where the parents of children where the teachers of course the school management committee which is there and the local panchayat right which is the local government of that village can we get all of them together and can we make a vision for the school this is where our school is today and this is the needs assessment this is the data collection that our young leaders do and then if this is where we are and if three years this is where we have to go what are the roles that each one of us can play right uh you know so to add on yeah just to yeah. sorry because this gave me an idea i mean in in us they have this charter schools and they did considerably well in certain places yeah now you're talking about schools i was thinking how could we also get ppp you know private and government sort of involved this this is very interesting of how yeah i mean just just thinking just putting my thinking gap here and trying to think as in uh, uh like just on ppp like there are uh, uh organizations in punjab also like bharti foundation and you know uh, the likes who who are all, who are sort of working on that approach that sort of, which is called the charter school approach right taking over a school and then you know running it and then uh transforming it so that is also there uh i think again like this like this approach is i would say more of the people that are already there the structures that are already already there how do we make them make them work right how do we uh, like the school management committees is such a beautiful institution it's a beautiful structure of a, like a parent body right uh, which can play a more active role in the functioning of the school the panchayat of the villages i think uh, the good thing sort of uh, or sort of the simple thing i would say in punjab is it's like a one is to one mapping every village in punjab has a has one panchayat and has one government primary school so it's like a one is to one so if we make sure that the panchayat of that village makes the school of that village as its top uh, uh sort of, responsibility uh, accountability yeah like uh, first priority right that if we that if we when we think of the development of our village can we think of the school first right instead of thinking of say the shamshan ghat first or the or the uh, the, the sewage first or like not that other things are not important 
but usually other things we have seen become more important uh, than this and that is and and again not to sort of blame and that is usually a politician like a sarpanch of the of that panchayat is a politician right a politician would do what the what the people are demanding right so how do we create this strong demand for a good quality school at a village level so that everybody else then uh, make sure this you know school is the priority so the, the you know the sort of slogan that we run in in villages uh, uh, nishant is we call it pind the school pind the maad right yeah. how, how do we make that school as the pride of the village pride, pride of the yeah and once that happens many other things uh, begin Would to fall happen. into place yeah yes right so so that is like that is like one part of it right which is sort of addressing the demand issue the other part which is equally important is uh, what kind of learning is happening in the classroom say teachers how well yeah. how they are tuned that yes. that's very important side yeah because how do you and, think job is doing there because i wanted to come to this question and you talked about 12000 schools you have already reached about 800 schools now and you have a huge by 2000 and your plan is by 2025 to reach 12000 schools and that's a fantastic work you've already done where will so this this where i wanted to sort of what are you looking to achieve how are you going to reach their strategies like maybe community build up what you're thinking what sort of partnerships you're looking what sort of private participation you can start about also demand and supply what because your plan i think is uh, working a lot in the supply side am i correct it itself in uh either i would say like you know they're going in parallel sort of like it's uh, like both have to happen uh, like the teachers the supply side the teachers in the classroom you know they have to uh, do their best the supply side the the role of the the community of the panchayat like you know they have to do their best so i would say they sort of uh, enable each other uh, sort of say right so yeah so so you you're asking how do we yeah and just to ask a very personal question from your experience yeah how much do you think teachers can influence how much do you think the quality of teachers their commitment and accountability is important in driving driving a sustainable change specifically in the education sector since they are mentors they are opinion makers they are defining people in your life especially at such a younger age see uh, like teachers are the one right you know they are the um, key key people in an education system right of course children but like punjab roughly say has around say 1 lakh teachers right so still at a very broad level it's not that big a number right in in like in that sense so like punjab in that sense i would say is like a manageable state like not too big not too small in you know in in that sense so to your question how as in nothing is more important than 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 teachers right that is one so see the here's the thing the and here's the belief that we operate with as well uh, nishant right in any system right there are uh, say 10% of the people who are extremely motivated who are extremely uh, like who are intrinsically driven who don't need any like external incentive or validation they they are they are doing what uh, needs to be done so it's very important i think to identify these people right 
and once you have identified them it's very important to to learn from them that how are they able to uh, make it work because see the external challenges are there for everybody right so how are these people still within that context within you know uh, those structures are still able to do uh, very well so so once we have identified them how do we capture in a manner which can be shared with others so or you can say sharing of best practices right so so one of the programs nishan we like sort of launched in all the three districts we uh, we work in patiala fatehgarh sahib and roper it is called super 100 okay and the purpose is this can we identify 100 teachers and there are roughly say 1000 teachers right so roughly 10% so can we identify 100 teachers <clears throat> in these districts who are of that kind right who are the kinds you would want all the teachers to be uh, in some sense right so then we sort of documented their practices okay what is it that these teachers did like you know in spite of covid in spite of all of that they were still able to uh, engage their children in a very meaningful manner what did they do and then how do we again you know share those practices so so going back to your point uh, there are people right who are who are doing uh, so it's it's a matter of uh, just you know spreading that energy spreading um, those practices uh, to other places so yeah and uh, and in terms of like the scale that you were asking right so i think so this is one way right uh, of so yeah uh, of uh, sharing the the best practices but the uh, like maybe a i think going back to your previous question like what's the strategy right mm-hmm. uh, we are at, scaling up right what sort of yeah so it's a very uh, uh, you know this question of scale versus depth is like we you know grapple with all the time and and again i think we have i would say have some ideas uh, again not not very uh i would say certain this is what will work i think we are learning as as we are as we are going so uh so i think it's like for us we have defined our scope very clear right that there are 19000 government schools in punjab but we are focusing on the 12000 primary schools right so there's i think the scope is very clear now i think the learning has been anything that we want to do at scale will happen through the system because we can't be we we can't have our operations everywhere right there's there's only so much that an organization like ours can uh, do in terms of its on ground presence so it has to be done with the system right now if something has to be done with the system it has to be very simple okay anything complicated is not going to scale okay so if we say okay we have designed this program which is you know all very jazzy and this and that and uh, the system will resist big time right uh, so it has to be very simple very simple asks uh, and 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 that requires a lot of work at our end because we, then we need to be very clear okay you know these this is what will really work and this is what then we can scale uh, right so because, because the other thing which we need to i would say learn as an as an organization and it could be sanjeev sikhar or anyone uh, because if you want to make 
make scale happen through the system right we need to be aware of the whole system in the first place right it can't be just uh, uh, at us at a particular level because everyone in the system whether at a block level at a district level or even at a state level if you look at it is ultimately supporting teachers in some sense right going back to your previous point teachers are the highest weavers like they are the ones who are essentially sort of delivering right so uh, so i think this understanding of how uh, you know the whole structure is and what role is each one playing so so i think what we are trying to uh, do nishan that these districts that we have right where the three districts how do we do very deep work over here right very deep work in 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 terms of to uh, to be able to very confidently share what works right uh, and create very strong evidence right and it could come from either from what we are doing or what is already happening like i said these super under teachers right it's already happening it's not that we are doing anything uh, so it could be both ways like basically creating strong evidence okay and then uh through the team that we have at the state level how do we create the, how do we take this evidence to the state level and do advocacy over there right and give recommendations uh to the state of like what needs to be done how do you like what needs to be launched and and all of that and and to do this well as well uh uh like the question that we keep asking ourselves like is three districts enough right what's the critical mass uh right so like at this point of time we are like you know planning to launch um launch our work at the border districts as well so if you see patiala roper fatigarh sahib they are uh, on on one one side of like one end of punjab and they now thinking border because border districts in punjab have very different dynamics have very different needs um uh, so maybe what we what we do we have to test out whether it works in that context uh as well right? so i think that's that's a question we're trying to sort of like ask ourselves what's that critical mass uh, because we one is we advocating for certain things at the state another is if there are people at the district teachers or district education officer or block primary education officers they are advocating for something at the state as well right so the more people you have advocating for a certain kind of thing and that that will happen so how do we create more advocates uh, within the system who who believe in a certain approach uh, who believe that with stronger partnership stronger stronger relationship with the community with the panchayat change can happen who believe that if uh, uh, if teachers like a group of say teachers at a cluster level and a cluster has around 10 schools is for that so if teachers at a cluster level come together and if they decide how they want to teach for the next month and if they engage in a planning activity like something as simple as that right like not very just teachers coming together planning what they what they have to teach for the next month uh learning about different innovative creative strategies from other teachers so they are learning uh and then they like executed and then they come back after a month and then sharing again going back to that you know principle creating an environment for people where they can solve their own problems so we just need someone to facilitate such a space so yeah so the more people who believe 
in in such an epoching uh, we would be able to reach to the 12000 mark yeah right so, so the two year program which you have uh, it's like you have different people coming and teaching them they get some sort of uh, academic uh, they get a academic training but they also get on the hands training exactly how is it uh, could you speak more about the curriculum which you i think that went missing sure sure that's that's very important <clears throat> See these young young leaders who are coming in. In terms of how do we how do we set them up for success, right? That's what you you are asking, right? One is there is a like in in the beginning there is like a four to six week long residential induction program uh, for them. Okay, so wherein they learn about uh, themselves in the first place. I think uh, because it's a it's at the end of that's a leadership program. Right? So being aware of their own own um, own strengths and and you know. what they stand for and, and just learning about going deeper within themselves can we uh, because they work in teams so we have two young leaders working in a certain education block right so just learning about like each other as a as a group because what we are also trying to do is like form like a very strong community right of of young people uh, which is very close knit and then finally what they have to do out in the system at, at the government schools right uh, which which includes uh, holding these spaces right so facilitation as a as a skill right is a is a big uh, uh, you teach them specific skills like are there subjects like in economics teach something like economics mathematics or even literature uh, is some sort of yeah so in terms of yeah yes so in, in terms of subjects so some of them are very education specific uh right they read up about the uh you know the important documents which have which are their national curriculum framework to education things like these, that they are aware of what is what is written there and so that what so that they build this awareness that what we do is aligned to these national documents which are which are already already there and then going deeper into uh the teaching practices right when we say uh that we will capture these best practices of teachers how do you how do you observe a classroom right what is uh, what are the things to look at when a teacher is teaching right in terms of her engagement levels with the children and you know all of that so it's very like education sort of centric uh, uh going back to the demand side and the and the governance discussion we were having so also building this awareness about say how does a, a panchayat function the the panchayati raj act for us right how does a uh, what consists of a school management committee uh, right so getting to know about all all these structures and because this whole work is with systems so systems thinking is, a, is like is something they go deep in to understand just to sort two years is a long time right so this is the residential program free of cost is it like how is it how do you no no so when they start it's a residential sort of training learning component and then they are all uh, in their respective blocks respective education blocks like one block has around 50 schools so there are two two young leaders who are working in one block right okay and uh, so it's a it's a full time you know thing and and they are uh, you know paid a stipend to to do this as well right so and when they while they are working with their schools and they're making these visits and you know meeting the teachers and all of that and holding those spaces 
for the community and for the teachers every week there are these reflective spaces for them where they come back and uh, you know it's this the sharing and um, the skill building comes of what more they have identified as their own learning need that i need to understand this as well so i think they keep coming back with questions so it's a uh, so after that initial induction it's like a you know learn and well learn while you do right so it's learning while doing um, yeah so that's how they two year program then is structured so much of their time is on the ground much of their time is on the time is on the ground okay so yeah. they no join time is to go to schools interact with teachers try to understand what the problem is and try to yeah. see how they can contribute is and during that period of time create a yes. stipend and yes. what is then the end goal of the program to make them teachers or to go into different careers how would you what would be your end goal be of this flash yeah yeah see it's a, a two prong sort of goal right one of course is we want to bring about a systemic change in the education system right and i'm working towards that and they uh, and what they do during these two years we it doesn't end there we the, the work continues beyond the two years as well and it's like it's taken forward by uh, by the team in that particular district so work continues so this is one end goal how do we make the schools better right? the other end goal is uh, how do we ensure that these young leaders who graduate from the program are say committed to punjab's transformation for the in the long term right they may they may choose any any domain right? and there and there are program components to help them discover their purpose right we there's a there's an entire piece on purpose discovery right where they uh, again engage in a set of reflections they do certain experiment certain projects i want to explore say sports for instance somebody wants to explore uh, agriculture someone wants to explore gender so they have their own sort of uh, areas they would want to see if that is what they would want to go deeper into yeah so the idea is that uh, after after two years they are equipped to you know like you know fly and uh, fly in the domain they they choose for themselves so what would be the domains they will choose this is what i'm trying to think uh, when they do come to you what is mm-hmm. their end goal what do they want to do of course one they have to be in the education sector which is what predominantly are what would these uh, people what what exactly are they looking for in the end fair enough they get a very good idea about you know you teach them there are certain classes they might just get some uh, skills both in qualitative and quantitative that's what the whole idea is but hmm. what do they do then after finishing off you have you try to create a cohort where they help you with careers after you finish the two year program yeah so so i can see we we so far we have had one cohort graduate which which graduated right last year last year uh, last year the first the founding cohort graduated right so i can i can share uh, what are they doing now right i think maybe that will uh, make it more real so uh one mo- most of them are in this sort of social sector broadly right there's one person who is joined uh, an education based non profit in uh, in haryana uh then in yamunanagar i think she she went there was an opportunity she got there there's one person who's joined an education non profit in punjab itself there are two of our alumni who have actually it's interesting it's election times in punjab right now 
so they have ventured into supporting you know different political parties so they are helping out in campaigning and all of that uh, there's one who decided to to pursue um, and go for another uh, masters uh, degree and so there's one who's pursuing that in in development itself like masters in development uh, studies so yeah i think so this is uh, broadly you know what uh, these people are doing in terms of domain so it could be anything although we are seeing uh, like even in the second cohort which is about to graduate in another few months uh, many of them are interested in education per se but again you know it's it's not a any like we we are not restricting any like anybody uh, for for any particular purpose it's that's why purpose discovery is an you know altogether exercise that they go through so yeah and then we like link them up with different opportunities and whichever whichever there is like a fitment from from both sides and then they take it forward yeah problem ramp problem of drug use and how this is going to help pensions but i think we don't have much time here so we'll rush off to the last question i think uh, but have you been able to communicate whatever you wanted to about um, about uh, what you are doing have you uh, been articulate in that or do you want to add something on to that uh no i think it like it's fine you you i have i've shared i think quite a bit unless you feel there's something uh something some some other aspect you would want to touch as well when you invite these applications it's all open right and the minimum requirement is like they should be graduates or they or they should be just pass out from 12th class how is it yeah yeah complete the k12 yeah no so graduation is is minimum is minimum okay. requirement so and but the discipline could be any they could you know any discipline so people anywhere in the in the world are are, are welcome to uh, you know to apply and and um we are also looking to hope sides and and we have people from the punjabi diaspora who are you know coming in for the court as well we in fact had a had a girl in canada uh for the uh, third cohort got selected and you know went through the process and everything uh but but due to covid she couldn't come here so we started you know doing some projects with her while she was there so we are hoping that we are able to have people from uh you know the out, outside india also coming in here and uh, playing their that's, role that's a very good thing you know to come with now you had a lot of and you shared a lot so i'll just go directly and i think you explained a lot which does communicate you now some of the interventions you you've already spoken about it only we go to the last question do share any aha moment that brings joy to your life you had a lot of experiences very intense anything you want to share uh, which you really cherish yeah uh see i think uh, nishan like what we do is very uh, difficult to explain sometimes okay uh, and in fact you know the first question that is asked to us even on the ground if i can speak in punjabi like to see karde karde kyo right what yeah. do you really what do you really do uh, so i think it's and so what gives immense joy is when we meet somebody who instantly gets us uh, oh this is what you do so i'll share a small i think anecdote which might uh, you know bring home uh, the point so uh, this is uh, there's this place in patiala okay so there's there was an issue of the boundary wall of 
of that school that it had to be done and it was not being done for quite some time all of us you know over there decided okay we just go to the office of uh, the block development officer over there who can then release funds so that the sarpanch you know of that village can then get the boundary wall uh, when we went there so and there were five six of us including like the two teachers of that school as well okay so why the officer uh, you know just by seeing that you know there's so many people who are coming here and were asking for the boundary wall so he instantly called his secretary and and did the job that happened but what also happened so there was the, this this another sarpanch of another uh, you know village who was sitting there who, who was just observing what was happening and 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 he said again like in punjabi acha tusi system nu pump kar deo right just, you know if you want me to translate like oh so you really uh, you know make the system work uh, right so i think uh, and of course while he used you know the analogy of a pump for us okay that you make the system work uh, so yeah i think this this gives immense joy nishan that whenever we meet somebody and in in the first uh, interaction they they just get it okay this is what you do uh, because there is this you know perception of of ngos especially in rural areas oh now you know this ngo has come they would give something they would donate something they would give some material right and we are like we are not giving anything we are just making things work so yeah that gives joy to us Simranpreet, okay, great. You spoke about a lot of stuff. Is there something which you want to add right now? Yeah, uh, I think I would just say that see what we are doing is a is a is a long term um, mission and is, is like a movement which needs many people to to come forward. So one of the things which uh, you know we have been doing in in Punjab and some sort in somewhat global regions also like. creating these chapters right of of sanji sikya sikya patiala sanji sikya amritsar uh, and even like globally uh, in like in us and singapore there are some chapters uh, and the idea is that how can many people come forward and contribute towards uh, you know for the children of punjab right so there are these avenues uh, to become part of these part of these chapters and and engage more deeply uh, with the with the mission so yeah uh, would who may want to uh, do that like you know we would love to welcome uh, them to come and be a part of the mission yeah okay, great you know i really hope people do come in i think you're doing some excellent work this needs to continue in a systematic way and i think what what the whole idea is like you said you're trying to build a community and you know looking at a very long term strategic approach here the theory of change model could come in i mean you're doing a lot of interventions and see how the outcome comes out and i'm sure we'll know the results over a period of time we have already reached out a lot of schools 850 schools over a period of 3 years is not bad it's very excellent at least you know the outreach has been good very focused out of 19000 schools already focused on 12000 pretty much know what sort of schools you are uh, you know looking at you know so that's pretty very you're very clear on that and um, i wish you really best uh, thanks a lot for sharing you know a lot of time about time and you spoke about your initiatives your life what motivated you i really hope that you are able to achieve uh, not only achieve but nurture you know a lot of leaders for tomorrow who could the lead you know and bring about the systemic change we really need that in the education space specifically primary sector and let's do our own best on how best we can help yes thank you so much nishant it was 
very lovely interacting with you in fact i think you have uh, you know given me the inspiration to do this kind of uh, podcast interaction with with our school teachers and 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 principals like i think this could be a great medium for uh, uh, to amplify the work that they do so thank you for that what idea what also came in like the 100 teachers concept is very good and how best you can take the best practices of these teachers and sort of spread out is something which i learned from my experience you know when i was studying in the us singapore and china oh, that's what i learned from there is like how best i could take from the practices of all the academicians or people whom i met so that's something which which could be done sort of a peer thing pre peer group and you can use technology for it like you said podcast create a simple uh, you know uh, site and where people could sort of a community forum i think that could also help a lot this is just an idea which came in right now when i was talking to you yeah it yeah. was good uh, and people out there they come forward and uh, you know apply for the punjab youth leaders programs fourth cup So, so change is contagious. You never know. Let's hope for the best. Yes. Thank right. you. Appreciate. Thank you. Thank you, Shant.